Welcome everyone to the Lord of the Nerds podcast, where we dive into all things Nerdverse related. I am your host, the King of Gundor himself, Stephen Carrillo. Thank you for joining us, however and wherever you may be listening. Now let's get to it. Welcome everyone to the first ever episode of the Lord of the Nerds podcast. I am your host, the King of Gundor himself, live from the Batcave or Stark Industries or wherever the hell you want to call it. That's where I'm at. Joining is my special guest from the Nerdy Entertainer Syndicate on YouTube. You can check him out there, Mr. Andrew Vega. What's going on, man? What's happening, Stephen? Thanks for having me on your pilot episode. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm looking at your setup right there. I got to set my game up. You got just about everything. Oh, this is just our entertainment system here. TV, got video game systems down there. All my Blu-rays. I like it. All right, real quick, uh, before we jump into today's episode, uh, tell us about the Nerdy Entertainer Syndicate on YouTube. Oh, that's an old school channel. That's uh, It's been about two years since we've done an episode. Uh, me and my buddy Carlos uh, from work. Uh, just same thing like you, just like talking about nerdy things. That's all we would do at work uh, when we work together. 12 hours, talk about nerdy stuff, movies, comics, books. Uh, he finally came up with the idea, started a show. Uh, it's like, heck, yeah, let's do it. So started recording shows, did movie reviews, unboxings. Uh, I think we only had 54 subscribers, maybe 8 to 10 viewers or so. Uh, hey. And just based on the work schedules and stuff, we, we, we haven't done it anymore. It's been about two years, but all right. Well, mentioning that, man. Uh, people can go back, Nerdy Entertainment Syndicate, and uh, watch some of our old weird videos. And yeah, all right, excellent. Now, uh, as far as your nerd background, tell us what's your uh, everyone's got their special. I mean, I know what your special, your favorite guy is, but go ahead and let everybody else know just so we can let the world know. Yeah, as far as like my main character, that's my dude right there, Batman. Um, always been into like the pop culture world. Uh, grew, grew up, you know, with the, the toys as far back as I can remember. Uh, I had like the DC action figures. Uh, always into cartoons, Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, all that kind of pop culture stuff. Not till about 10, 12 years ago did I really just kind of focus in on it and hone in on it. It was uh, just kind of had a lot of spare time. You know, what can I do? I'm just... I actually went to the comic book shop for the first time about 12 years ago or so. Started reading comics, you know, just just the lore, just the the, the pop culture nerdy world. And I remember um, I remember as a kid just going into comic stores and uh, just looking at, you know, most of them I didn't even buy, but just looking through. So, if, you know, depending on what shop you're at, someone lets you open it up and start looking through. Some are like, hell no, you better pay for that before you start opening that up. Yeah, funny enough, actually, I did have comics before like i was into spawn because he was a cool looking character uh but i remember 7-elevens used to have comic books that's right i remember 7-eleven they have the little spinner rack um i bought already you know past the time of like the death of superman i remember having getting those comics uh the spawn comic books with the action figures so yeah it's like i had comics before uh but not until yeah about 10 12 years ago like started focusing and uh, actually reading comics and buying graphic novels and getting into all that stuff for sure. Did you ever uh, collect those Marvel trading cards back in the day, in like the early 90s? Those are really popular. And you could basically yeah. you'd flip it around. And it'll tell you like their power level, who they're affiliated with. I don't know. I felt like for me as a kid growing up, like that's how that was literally the best way I learned about like all the different Marvel characters just by collecting that, seeing who they were, what their yeah, powers were and everything. I had a few of those cards uh, collected, a few packs. I was more into like basketball at that time, but there was some like some of those Marvel cards that came in. 
uh, actually a few years ago, just going through stuff at parents' house, I found like the folder and binder. I have them like actually here in the closet. That's funny. Yeah. My uh, fiance, she found some stuff from one of her brother's boxes and it opened my eyes. I felt like I was back in 1993 all over again, looking at that stuff. So and, and actually, did you, did you do like what I did, like see if they're worth anything? You know, I haven't yet. Uh, I'm pretty sure if they're from the early 90s, I'm pretty sure they're, especially nowadays with how popular Marvel is right now, you could probably find some collectors who would gladly take a couple of those off your hands for a couple thousand, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Probably. Well, well at least what I found, they weren't really worth anything. No. Nothing like, nothing no, like I mean, base, baseball or basketball cards. Because Well, you I look see. at Pokemon, the, those first edition of Pokemon, some uh, collectors are selling those ones. Well, I think that first generation. I think one guy made like 300K off of selling all 150 original cards. That's pretty good. I think maybe the Pokemon is more of a market than the, the, the yeah. Marvel card trading yeah. cards. So, yeah. All right. So moving on, let's get down to business. We're going to go deep into WandaVision, the finale, where we stand, what we think is going to happen going forward, what we liked, what we don't like. And then we'll finish the show previewing a little bit what's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Uh, they dropped a trailer for Falcon and the Winter Soldier this morning. I don't know if you had a chance to see that. And uh, actually, the day before Falcon and Winter Soldier drops, I think uh, that's when Justice League is going to be dropping. And then that's going to go hard for about a week or two. And then we got Kong versus Godzilla. Uh, we got Loki down the corner. We got Spider-Man Far From Home. I don't know about Eternals. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of on the fence about it. I don't really know too much about that, but. Let's jump right into it. So WandaVision, uh, did you like the finale? Yes or no? Finale, I'm still kind of 50-50, but I think I'm more, I did like it. Uh, if I'm just going to get rid of everything that was expected and all the, the the fan theories and stuff, like overall, yeah, I did like it. You know, I think that's uh, the hard part. I feel like the show in general, episodes one through eight were incredibly well written. Uh the, the action, the storylines went deep into it, uh, but I just felt at that season finale, there was still a lot left to be desired. It just seemed like, I don't know, you, there was a lot of teases throughout the season on certain things, and they kind of just left that. And, you know, they'd really troll this big with the Quicksilver Evan Peters thing. I don't I don't understand it, uh, but, you know, it's not the first time Marvel's done this. And we saw it in Iron Man 3 when they brought in the Mandarin, and we were thinking this guy was going to be this crazy osama bin laden style terrorist and it totally wasn't so it was i'm not really sure what kevin feige what the what the point of all that was but in general i thought the show was done incredibly well i thought the you know they made it seem basically you're watching a regular mcu movie they didn't seem very low budget it's not like you're watching something on the cw uh it's i liked it but like i don't know maybe this is personally how i felt i felt there was a, a lot left to be desired uh the whole troll job with Evan Peters and Quicksilver. I mean, just the fact that you gave the guy's last name Boner, like <laughs> that was that was a bit disappointing. Yeah, but serious troll job. That like the they knew what they were doing. Those purposeful casting for Evan Peters, and they know how people are immersed in this world. And to see Evan Peters and then just the world just kind of blow up on multi-dimension and we're bringing x-men box characters and this is it this is the start of mutants you know like uh, teasing monica rambo as like now having powers because of wanda oh everybody in westview is going to have uh have powers and this is the start of mutants uh the evan peters like yeah they they knew what they were doing and that that's a little heartbreaking yeah yeah, yeah. i enjoyed it this like i said i felt 
if you would ask me about the season after episodes one through eight, I would say, hey, the show's a 10 out of 10. Uh, yeah. The finale, the finale wasn't a bad episode. It, I liked it. I just, in ways, it almost felt some aspects were a letdown, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. And then the whole, the whole thing with the commercials, you had commercials in all these WandaVision episodes thinking, is there going to be a tie-in? Are they going to all be looped together? Are we going to get answers? And they, after that last episode, we didn't really see anything about those commercials, if they meant anything, if they had any substance to them, uh, especially one that really got me a couple episodes. I believe it was in episode seven. We see a commercial about Nexus. And yeah. if you know anything about Nexus through Marvel, we know the Nexus is a portal and a gateway to different dimensions and it opens up the door to the multiverse. So that will that was never touched upon. It was essentially completely ignored. Uh, and, and we all know through Marvel lore that Wanda is what they call a Nexus being. So here we are, we're getting teased that we are going to get this portal opening. We got Quicksilver coming into the, we got Quicksilver coming into play thinking, all right, the door's opening. Here we go. We're going to start touching on a lot of stuff. And it just, they knew it, it was just a big troll job, uh, essentially. I, I, I don't think the commercials were a troll job. Commercials, and again, going all overall over WandaVision. Like I said, it was great. Like you said, you liked it from beginning to end with little fault in the, the last episode. Sorry, we got the door open. The sound comes over the mic. Um, overall, if you just kind of just get rid of expectations, get rid of fan theories, it was a Wanda and Vision story. It was about Wanda's grief and what she did with it. So from beginning to end, it was perfect at that aspect. So the commercials were the 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 traumatic triggers of her past uh the, the the toaster the stark industries toaster with the little signals signified the bomb the uh what was the other one there's the, the lagos the the, the papers yeah know, the the hydra watch i think he even said uh, baron von strucker. strucker on it yep strucker like the lagos the the yo magic uh that was a little weird i didn't get that so one. yeah yeah i didn't understand the uh the yo magic one at all i maybe it was a more of a Maybe it was more of a jab at all the people who are stuck in Westview and basically they couldn't get out. I think they touched upon something about like, you could just keep trying, but unless you got magic, you're not going to open it or something. Something about that. We watch like me and Nicole, my fiance, we watch all the like review shows afterwards. And like, like they, they kind of pinpoint uh, as far as your magic is like the trauma of like using her magic. She, she can fix anything, but she's still, you know, stuck in the, the position of like having all this loss. And what she's done to the world like yo magic didn't her magic didn't fix anything and uh, uh her trauma of like feeling alone like that little character on the island alone so it, and the nexus that was the first time i've heard of nexus and like doing the research and watching the videos finding out about nexus like i don't think we needed an explanation towards what these mean but you know there are you know talking about her her trauma and next uh, wanda being nexus character I don't now, think those were trolls, uh, supposedly, but they were like good plants as far as like this is kind of a trigger and this is how she put it in her world being the TV based, you know, episode episodic with commercials. I think the biggest part is for fans like yourself and I, who we kind of have a background understanding of the stories. We're just we're looking too far into it. You know, That's at the end, at the end of the season, it was a very basic story. If you if we if we weren't super fans, uh, 
like let's say we're casual Marvel fans that really didn't understand the comic aspects of it, but we just follow the MCU from the movie storyline. Okay, this story made absolutely perfect sense. But we get folks like yourself and us, super nerds, and we just start diving deep and trying to pick it apart. And at the end of the day, we're stuck with not a bad story, but it just didn't live up to certain expectations. You know, we uh, feel, yeah, we feel disappointed because we're hearing about what the possibilities are. And like you said, it's just very simple, basic story and beginning, middle, end. Great job. But our expectations are way past here because even before the show came on, people were analyzing the trailers and already talk about Mephisto being the big bad, Mephisto and Agatha Harkness. And so, yeah, it's just Which, the expectations. Essentially, the, the storyline somewhat does follow the House of M storyline for those aren't familiar. It's just not followed to the T, which is nothing wrong with that, because as we all know, there's adaptations. And that's a hard part, I think, when fanboys uh, are big fans, big nerds. We when we want to see something be put on the big screen or the TV, that's we have to understand, too. That's also an adaptation. It's never going to be followed to the T. And there's nothing wrong. Yeah. with that. I thought it was I thought the story is well written. Um, I also think not necessarily if you look at it from not think if you look at it from not the comic fanboy aspect of it. Uh, we expected this to have major implications due to the fact that it's post Endgame. It's the first one. It's the first major story from the MCU, from our original Avengers characters going forward. Uh, so maybe we've thought too much into it that Wanda is going to play a major role in the Avengers going forward where she could. But essentially at the end of the season, we saw, OK, it sets up a few things. But is it an Avengers MCU altering story event? No. Uh, at the end of the day, we're seeing that a lot of those episodes that were recorded were now erased. She's taken off. She's probably in the mountains in Eastern Europe. Uh, I think, though, the most telling part of that episode, and especially going forward in the season, is she takes the Darkhold book, the Book of the Damned, and we see her actively reading through it. Now, she's also accepted that she may in some form be some going forward. She may be a villain now. We don't know. Uh, we know she is going to be in Doctor Strange 2, and we did see Agatha make mentions of, you're too powerful, you might even be more powerful than, than the Supreme Sorcerer himself. Is yeah. that Doctor Strange? A lot of people think it is. Uh, some you know, are still holding out that that Supreme Sorcerer is still Mephisto. We don't know. Uh, what do you think on that? What do you think about that? Uh, I'm thinking it is Doctor Strange, because that's, that's like his... AKA, you know, Dr. Strange, the Sorcerer Supreme. Um, and then again, like we've been hearing since we follow it, we've been hearing she, this ties into Dr. Strange's Multiverse of Madness. So I didn't actually think going forward, I don't think there's a Mephisto tie in after all the theories and stuff. Now, there was uh, some news breaking this morning that there's some X Men MCU storyline in the works i didn't really read too much on it it's called, obviously it's all hearsay or rumor you know with all the theories that come out uh but i did see something going across on like facebook i think it was from comicbook.com saying that there's some x-men mcu planning works i believe it's coming honestly though it, it it eventually is going to happen i just don't see it happening within the next three years i think we'll get another avengers movie before we start seeing any mentions of mutants and x-men uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know how they're going to tie it in. Obviously, we, you and I both know that if you open up the door to the multiverse, then you can, you know, anything can happen. I think that's also going back as to why we saw a lot of people upset because we really wanted to see that. I mean, me personally, knowing that Magneto is Wanda and Pietro's father, 
uh, I just, to, uh, to the aspect of the notion of thinking that and seeing it happen, uh, it blew everybody's mind. That's what we really wanted to see. Uh, I don't know what, it kind of, it's a little confusing because we are have, we have been confirmed that, that it has been confirmed that Deadpool will be in the MCU. Yeah. How are they going to tie it in considering the universe he's in? So I think that also plays a fact into why we had all this, this fandom and all these theories going on because we knew Deadpool's coming and we thought, oh, okay, there's got to be a way to tie it in. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do going forward. Yeah. Uh, about that Deadpool thing. It's funny. Like when that first got announced, I, I would totally watch a two hour movie of just Deadpool being inserted in all these films, the last 22 films that we've seen. Just a compilation of him in the background or causing things to happen. That would be pretty cool. Full two hour movie of that would be fun. Um, and then going back to the Magneto thing, uh, I want to mention Paul Bettany, the way he, I don't know if you've yeah. heard what he said about like, I've always wanted to work with this actor coming up and this and that. Like he was actually talking about himself. Yeah, that that's just, that, that just was drove a... the internet nuts. Like the, the the Magneto theory coming in, the maybe Professor X coming in, but but it was actually himself. I thought that was cool. Uh, I thought that was a good that was a good joke. Yeah, it just seems like uh, a lot of people in the cast and the production just they really made a good solid effort to deflect. You know, they didn't want to give away any theory, so I think by them throwing out these random hints and stuff like that really threw a lot of people off. Yeah. I believe there was like there was word that Kevin Feige had said there was going to be some like Luke Skywalker style reveal at the end of this season. And we got about the crawl. That. We got the crawl. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, not, it wasn't even that it was about that specific comment that there was never any mention. Nobody ever said Luke Skywalker size um, cameo. This goes back to I was watching a video today. Somebody I, I highly respect on, on YouTube. Like I've, watched, I've been watching them for years. Um, he did the research, went back to where that interview orig originated, and the question was asked, are there any cameos that we don't know of that, you know, people are going to be excited about? And all Elizabeth Olsen said was, yeah, you know, there's somebody coming up or cameo or actor coming up that hasn't been leaked. What they did was they turned it into, she said, there's a Luke Skywalker size cameo, and then that just ran from there. So nobody actually ever said that, but the reporter, you know, for, for clickbait. Yeah, so, and so, so that's that, what we're that, dealing with a lot. That adds to the expectations that we're all like sitting with, like hearing Mephisto, hearing the Luke Skywalker cameo, possibly Doctor Strange because of what Paul Benton said, possibly Magneto. It's just expectations from us who follow this stuff and hear little tidbits. Um, thinking about the last episode again, watched it again this morning. It was like, like I said, this is just Wanda's story. Wanda Vision overall is just like from beginning to end was great. Now it, it told that story of grief and love and her loss and what she did with it, making their own little House of M, um, uh, Phoenix style storyline with it. So. Now, what what do you think happens to Vision going forward? Uh, we saw him get into that fight with fake Vision, and obviously he was able to essentially turn back, turn on his memories again. We see Vision fly away into the sky. Does he really truly have his memories back or is he kind of having this weird malfunction thing and now he's going to go on like another, you know, vision, uh, conscience, uh, search like he kind of did essentially from when we saw yeah. him in Civil War. That's one of the big cliffhangers. Like, you know, they have that little philosophical debate and then he just takes off. He's like, yeah, Nicole's like, what happened to that vision? I was like, oh, yeah, he just took off. Like he didn't die. He didn't 
no resolve for that. Just like, so I'm pretty sure because of that, we're going to be seeing him in the future. In did you, capacity? I don't know. Did you happen to, maybe it was just me, but I did hear someone else mention this on another, another review of the show when he restores his memories and his eyes change. Did it, is it me or did it seem like the color on his uh, armor and his vibranium was slightly changing a little bit and then he takes off flying? I don't know I if it, that, I, I couldn't tell for a little bit. It looked like almost what you saw in like, like a Pleasantville where he was like starting to slowly turn, but it, it didn't look like it. I wonder if going forward, if he will ever get a chance to get his original colors back. We, I do know there is a, like a pale vision storyline in com, in the Marvel storylines. Um, I don't really know too much about it. Uh, so we'll see how, where they go from there. Yeah. And the videos we've seen, that's like an older one. Where the same thing where vision dies, they was brought back to life as the white vision. But this the white vision has no memories of the past, no emotion. This was during a storyline where Wanda and Vision are married, uh, which causes them to get a divorce because he's not the vision with the, the same emotions and love for her. So and it ties in with the, the kids too. Um, but yeah, that was just kind of a thread that got left hanging. You know, vision takes off, but I see him coming back. Um, yeah, just other character moments in the show. It's like one thing towards the end was that uh, what's his name Hayward. Hay- yeah, I was just gonna bring that up. I, they, I wish they would have done something different with that arc. It was just very like then, you build it up and it just kind of comes to a halt right at the end. Yeah, but then what he does at the end is he's shooting at kids. It's like yeah, what that was kind of that that went dark. Yeah, uh, this uh, he's like a supposed to be you know he's supposed to be a good guy working for the government and he's just like opening up like he literally yeah. opens up a whole clip a whole magazine on like kids. Yeah, that was kind of dark. That was weird. And then the send off of Darcy, she comes in for like a joke. And yeah, again, uh, you had a good I think they had a good story arc with Darcy and Wu and kind of bringing those three together in the first six or seven episodes of the season. And then essentially once Darcy got thrown into the hex, we didn't really see too much. Obviously, she helped Vision kind of give him a rundown what's really happening. But then she just got her one line in the finale, and that was it. So, that was it. yeah, which is a shame because I really, I really liked her character going all the way back to the first Thor movie, and even in Thor two. So to see her brought back for this, I was actually pretty excited because you know you bring a character back that you haven't had in what seven years since Thor: The Dark World came out. Yeah, right. I don't remember what year, but it's been a while. I think it was, I think it was 2014. So Maybe. I don't know. That yeah, that was just kind of the one thing where. And, you know, this show, like I said, the show is good, but what I really would have liked to have seen in a lot of these episodes, if you look at what some of these episodes were from start to finish, we only had really about a 24 minute episode. So a lot of people were really banking on this, like this last episode being one hour, really diving into some storylines, uh, 40 minutes. Not it was I'm not like I said, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like I didn't like this show. I, I enjoyed the finale a lot. I I did. Uh, I thought it was, like I said, it, it was well-written. The storyline was great. But like you were saying, it was primarily a Wanda Vision storyline. And at the end, I just felt there was a lot left to be desired. Uh, it was, a, Yeah, like after we first watched it, it's like, I don't know how I feel about that. I have to watch it again. It's a bit lackluster. But uh, yeah, I'm like, I would say it, it was, I think the last episode, the previous one where uh, previously on where we see her backstory, um, how like, you know, all the, the, the past history, the trauma and stuff, what led up to uh, what happened in, was it Westview, Westfield? Um, uh, Westview, yes, Westview. Yeah, that was so emotional, like seeing her break down in that plot of land, seeing her 
create um, create the world, create vision. And I love like the little bits and pieces, like how the blocks were coming in the house because I had just read House of M and like the art style of like the puzzle piece blocks, like how. Yeah. So I just actually, it's funny you said that. I just started uh, reading that story arc right now, and uh, you notice I think there's like on one episode it literally shows a picture, uh, or on one comic it shows on the cover art, uh, Wanda standing, her face is just literally coming apart coming apart in those different shape pieces mm -hmm. that was cool yeah which is uh if you remember when vision was coming apart when he stepped out of the hex in that one episode he's essentially doing the same thing as his body is getting sucked back in yeah so it's a brilliant show overall how they use the comic you know um origins of the book and like the bits and pieces and the history of the marvel universe that we've seen in these 22 movies where they mentioned thanos how she could have taken out thanos and like how it makes Ultron important and the whole history of, of, of Wanda and Pietro. Like, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Great show. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, you know, previously I was not, and a lot of people I've heard say this too, I was not really a fan of Age of Ultron initially. And then I'll be honest, after seeing, I mean, I was a fan of it, but I just felt initially that it didn't really do much for the storyline. It was kind of like a halfway point between Avengers and Infinity War. Uh, but then going forward, after seeing WandaVision, uh, you really see how that how Age of Ultron really, truly expands the whole MCU universe in general. And especially when you start diving into Vision's creation and Wanda. And then now we look back, seeing how how and why Wanda and Pietro were able to stand the, the testing and all the experiments they had done on them with the Scepter and the Mind Stone. Uh, they didn't really touch on that too much, but Agatha, I thought, did a great job of bringing that up to her, basically telling her, like, hey, uh, you had powers essentially before this. You cast that probability hex. This wasn't something that was brought on by the Mind Stone. And then we yeah. even see when she is with Strucker and, and uh, Hydra, they're doing those tests on her. We hear those two doctors make mention that every other test subject prior to Wanda had not passed. They had all passed away and died. But yet we see Wanda and Pietro were the only ones yeah. who were able to withstand uh, the Mind Stone, which to me indicates that they had powers all along and essentially the Mind Stone just awoken it. Yeah, that was brilliant. The, the retcon of making it like they've had it all along and this just like, enhanced it. So I thought that was brilliant. And like just the, the creation of the Scarlet Witch character, because we've all known her as Scarlet Witch, but she's always been just Wanda in the movies. So that was just brilliant, the creation of the Scarlet Witch as we know her. So that now, where, really where do you that. come out on uh, where do you come out on the new, I guess, costume, you could call it, or her new outfit? I, like for it. Her? I, I think it's I awesome. She looked cool. Yeah, I, I think it's awesome. Great. I think it's a great way to tie into what her actual outfit looks like in they the Marvel comics. Piece. Yep. Yeah. But then you give it like a nice little modern. You give it a nice little modern look to it. And then in her outfit, as far as with uh, I don't know if you want to call it a dress, maybe. The trench coat, man, the leather trench coat, I guess. She looks, so, she looks rad. I like it. I, I thought it was perfect. I don't think you could have really done any better, especially when they had it where her hair is now grown and long and puffy, very yeah. similar to how it looked in the comic. I, I really don't think they could have done anything uh, better. We, ha we have, I mean, being Scarlet Witch, we haven't mentioned Agatha or Agnes. She was like, Catherine Hahn was awesome on the show from beginning to end. And that episode where she reveals herself to be Agatha Harkness and then into the flashbacks like she's awesome I love I loved her you know so I had character. never seen Catherine Hahn in any other like type of serious role 
uh, I, primarily really see, yeah. I primarily have seen her in comedy films. Uh, she was, I mean, I primarily know her from Step Brothers. I think that's where uh, I first saw her. Yeah. You know, I, I think she, I want to say she was on SNL, maybe. I don't think no. so. Maybe there was another girl who looked like her. Uh, but I've seen her in a lot of comedic roles, and you kind of see at times where I think she did a great job as that noisy neighbor role, playing that that comedy role. Uh, but then when she was able to transition into her serious role, I thought that. I thought she did a fantastic job and they yeah. really left the door open at the end of the episode where she tells her, Hey, you don't know what you have, you've unleashed. Uh, like I could help gonna, you. Like you're going to need me. And yeah. so you don't know what you're dealing with. And then Wanda tells her it's okay. Well, I know where to find you. If I ever need to come look for you, I know where to find you. So I, yeah, I really think they're going to maybe hopefully bring Agatha back into it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. That bitch is crazy. I'm, so I'm, I'm glad. Trusted. I'm glad. They, I'm glad they didn't kill her off like all they do in all the other Marvel movies. Like they killed off um, Killmonger. He was a great villain. Um, favorite. Well, that's my. Favorite. I think that's uh, outside of Thanos. Uh, I think that's that's probably my favorite villain out of all of them. Yeah, I I love Black Panther and Killmonger. It's like I'm same as with Thanos. Like his motivations. Like I could side on you know the Killmonger side of things or like the Thanos get behind Thanos yeah now one thing I do have a slight complaint about the Agatha storyline is the only person she was willing to give powers to was Pietro but she couldn't give powers to anybody else that she was manipulating now maybe that was her way of kind of getting into Wanda's head a little bit more Uh, well that was as we found out that was her husband Ralph yeah I I remember that I remember that which (laughs) I think it's in that 80s episode when she says mentions uh this is the only thing that can keep ralph calm or, or keeps ralph off of me or some shit like that I don't know. yeah that, when she's spraying the lavender yeah, yeah. well yeah, yeah she mentioned it back in the like the 50s episode yep she's always dropping the name of ralph you know like oh like my husband ralph so this is where we find out oh this guy's name is ralph he's the one that lives in that house where she's supposedly live in it's just some guy that looks like evan peters but what was weird though is like how did she give him the quicksilver power? Yeah, so like, that's what I didn't make it. That's what didn't make any sense to me. And also, this guy had the exact same color hair that uh, Pietro had. Even his like man cave was similar to the like man cave that this the Quicksilver had in the X Men movies, like the Days of Future Past. Remember that? Yeah, Feige, 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 man, you really, you really, you really got me there. It's, Breaking they my knew heart. They, were, they knew they were messing with us. Man. Yeah. I, it, hey, kudos. Job well done. Job well done. Uh, it, yeah, it was a little weird, that part. Let me see. What else do I got on my list? Uh, going forward, let's see. What do you think is going to happen with Monica Rambeau? Uh, or I don't know. Do you think they're going to call her Spectrum or are we going to call her Photon? I think she'll go Photon uh, just based on her mom's call sign. But yeah, that's kind of just leading towards future phases where it's like how all of space with the internals and we last left uh fury up in the in space with the the, the scrolls so i think it's gonna go that way she well she's confirmed to be in captain marvel too yeah i mean i'm and i'm pretty sure that's who they're referring to when they said uh he wants to see you and she pointed up at the sky i mean we last saw nick fury hanging out in the spaceship at the end of uh far from home if i remember so yeah. we'll see what's going to happen. It seems, though, if you caught, I don't know if you caught this in the early episodes, it seems like she's got beef with Carol Danvers. It seems like. Yeah. When she was mentioned, she kind of like, well, we're not talking about her. And then like walks off, changes the subject. Yeah. So there, there's, that's the thing. It's like, 
we last saw her as a little kid with Captain Marvel just taken off and then like maybe something to do with her mom and kind of or like maybe Captain Marvel leaving him behind and I, for me personally I feel like she's got some type of beef with Captain Marvel basically because she left her mom and I don't I'm not I don't want to be one to speculate but I think uh I think Mrs Mrs Rambo and Carol Danvers kind of had like a little thing and maybe uh Baby Monica Rambeau looks at Captain Marvel as more like a like a stepmother role than like an auntie role, and something like that. Or like, why didn't you hang around? You know, like my exactly. mom got sick, or maybe she got sick because she did all these space adventures stuff like that. So, or yeah, or she maybe looked at it like, hey, you took off and you weren't really here for her. When I think I think I was mentioned in I think it was mentioned in Captain Marvel where she tells her like, hey, I'm always gonna be here for you guys, and essentially we see. Sometime after that movie, she took off and didn't really come back until after everybody was blipped off the universe, after half the yeah. universe was blipped. So, so we say, what, 20, 25 years in between? Essentially, yeah, because what yeah. she took off, that movie play, takes place, what, 95, something like that? Somewhere, I, yeah, I was even at the, like 91, but who knows? Um, so we'll see where they do what they do going forward with that. I'm interested to see where they touch on it. Uh, as far as the Captain Marvel movie, I liked it. It's not really one that I would be jumping, lining up opening night to go see. Uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was all right. I've seen it maybe once or twice since it came out in theaters. Just kind of doing like our, our Marvel recap, going through all the movies. It was all right. All right. Now, going forward now, you got anything else you want to add on WandaVision? Overall, like if, I mean, if you're watching this, you've probably seen it because we probably spoiled it already. But yeah, yes. it's a great show. If you haven't seen it, Go watch it, you know, form your own opinions, and this is a great show. Um, yeah, I'm not expecting a season two. And no, like and I think it's I think it's already, I think as far as we know, uh this series and Falcon and the Winter Soldier have been confirmed to be a single no a single series, yeah, standalone season. Uh I wanna say I did hear something that Loki might be getting renewed for a second season already. I had I don't know if that's official though. I wanna say I read something like that. Uh, I could see, yeah, I could see that one being renewed for like more adventures because that's like a time travel story with the uh, with the Loki. That really moving forward has doesn't have more to do with the, the MCU. Now, looking, let's look forward. I think we're done with WandaVision. It was great. Everybody, check it out. Uh, moving forward, uh, what's that? Two, three weeks? I think it's two weeks. We're getting the first episode. I believe there are going to be four one-hour episodes or six. I can't. I don't know the exact number. I think I remember hearing six, six episodes. Uh, we've already seen, it's been confirmed that, uh, what is his name, Baron Zemo? I think, yeah. I can't remember the first time. I know. Well, we know Zemo's back because last we saw him at the end of Civil War, he was getting imprisoned after Black Panther captured him. And now he's, he's locked up, but obviously he's out now. Um, I'm looking forward to this series. I don't know if it'll be as good as WandaVision, but to be honest, I really... I really trust anything that Kevin Feige and the MCU puts forward. Uh, they really haven't let us down. And they've actually been on a hot streak where pretty much every project they've thrown at us since I can't I mean the last pro the last MCU project that I could say I really didn't like. I wouldn't even say didn't like, just didn't live up to what we know that the current standard seems to be like Thor to Dark World. And you could say going forward, every project they've done has pretty much been a hit. So I trust I trust this storyline going forward. Uh, I think what I'm most looking forward is seeing what they're going to do with 
Sam Wilson and Bucky as far as who's going to be taking the shield. So we see at the end of the end game where Sam Wilson is given the shield and he's now being tasked with taking up the mantle and taking up the role of Captain Marvel, but instantly he already feels he's not worthy. Uh, we know, America. yep, yeah, my mistake. Yes, thank you. Uh, he's taking up the mantle for Captain America. Uh, instantly he sees himself as not being worthy to carry it. Um, so we know going going forward in the comics that both the Winter Soldier and Sam Wilson both hold the title. Uh, what I think, what I think this is story is going to be more so about is Sam not necessarily taking the role of Captain America, but I think we're going to see a lot of the shield going back and forth between the two of them. And essentially it'll be, and I even think I saw a U.S. agent, if you're familiar, if you're, I'm pretty sure you're familiar with U.S. agent. I think we see a slight glimpse of him in the first trailer we saw. I don't know if that's him. It could just be a dude in a costume. Uh, I, I don't know if U.S. agent will be in there, but that's going to be another aspect to see if they touch on too. Yeah, I'm not familiar with the character, his history, but it is confirmed U.S. agent played by Wyatt Russell, who's the son of Kurt Russell, who played Ego in Guardians 2. All right, so... I want to see what they do going forward with that, uh, which actually compels me to go like dive deep and to see exactly how Sam Wilson and uh, Bucky like there. I know there's individual comics where they're both carrying the shield. I want to see how basically they touch on that going forward. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't think it'll be a disappointment. It'll be something different than WandaVision. WandaVision was a quirky, weird love story horror hybrid because there's a little horror element this is going to be going back to uh captain america winter soldier a lot of exactly thriller action so it this genre that it's going to be in i think you know I'm personally for, for me uh personally for me the winter soldier and civil war uh those two are probably the best standalone non-avenger projects and as in the mcu i i think i, I agree Agree with that in my personal standings. I would even say maybe Winter Soldier is my number one favorite. I agree. Oh uh, yeah, Winter Soldier for me is the best MCU film. Uh, I would even rank it up above Endgame, Endgame. and Infinity War as far as, as storyline, action, just complete. I mean, obviously we know the impl implications a lot of the Avengers movies had going forward, but I think Winter Soldier in general. And I didn't even know this up until a few days ago when I was rewatching the Winter Soldier that. The Winter Soldier was the first project that the Russo brothers did for the MCU. Yeah. Oh, I, they they established themselves right away. I I initially thought that uh, Civil War was their first project, but I was they wrong. Came in, yeah, they came in strong, blew us all away, and then just kind of took took the took the mantle and ran with it. So they, now, they took over the Avengers movies. And I don't think they're movie. doing any producing or writing for this TV series. So we'll see how we'll see Not what they know. do. No, I don't know. All right, let's see. Moving past that, what else do we have coming for? What do you think about Disney's refusal to drop Black Widow on the app? They are committed to getting this movie out in theater. They don't want it on Disney Plus. If you ask me personally, the hype for that movie is pretty much all but dead. It's going to be really hard to get. A lot of and now maybe it's a contractual thing and the actors and people in the project were guaranteed X amount of dollars. So they really want to maximize ticket sales. But I think if they just took the Mulan route and did that one time service charge to get it on the app, I think you'd make just as much money. I think they know. The fan base, 
we're all Marvel zombies. We're going to go to that theater, lay down our money. Well, I know you will. I know I you will. I know you will. Because, and, and I think they appreciate, I don't know if they appreciate it. I think it's more kind of a financial thing, but I would prefer to see a movie like that on the big screen. Like, you know, fiance and I, we drove to Vegas to go see a movie on the big screen as opposed to when it premiered here on, on TV. So I love that theatrical experience. And this is a movie that needs to be like, yeah, that, that last trailer that came out was, was awesome. It's like this has to be experienced on the big screen. That's a shame because it had a lot of hype going forward. Uh, you know, you saw a lot of, I think Taskmaster yeah. was in it. I can't remember her, the Russian dude, the guy from Stranger Things. I can't remember his name right now. And then I have read, I had read reports that her sister in the storyline is going to play a role going forward. So I think that's why they're really adamant about getting it out because it might tie into other series. Yeah, I heard the rumors that the sister character is going to be the Black Widow moving forward. Yeah. Now, have you seen, there's maybe a split second in the Loki trailer. You get one, about a split second, it looks like we're on that planet. I think it was called Volnir, where they, Vormir. Yeah. where they got the soul stone and it looks like they're there and it, you see for a second it looks like we're seeing black widow sitting down yeah just the silhouette like sitting down yeah so i think uh, it, i think it is yeah it could be uh it, that'll be interesting to see if we get that going forward i know a lot of people were bummed out that she's dead but it could be a way loki somehow finds her in his travel because after we see loki take that space stone we don't know where the hell he went he just disappears <laughs> so i think that it's going to be interesting too because we see loki when we are the loki we know we see him die in the beginning of infinity war and he's in this loki state of mind where we like him he's somewhat yeah. of an anti-hero uh, but he's our loki and now we're going to get essentially a totally different loki who we he last was seen getting arrested or getting stopped by the avengers and so he's got probably a bad taste in his mouth so We'll see yeah. what they do going forward with that. I'm looking forward to it. All right. So distancing ourselves from Marvel real quick. I know me and you really want to jump into this real quick. Uh, we got two weeks until Snyder's Justice League. Are you looking forward to that? I am actually very much looking forward to that now. Yeah, I was one of the naysayers. Like, you guys got to give up on release the Snyder cut. It's not going to happen. The, in a way, I was right. WB is not going to fork up the money. It was WB Media, who's now owns HBO Max, that forked out the money for it. But yeah, it's like, and then to see this get put together, like the the fan the fan base, the way they rallied behind it and actually made it happen, it's like, I don't think we'll ever see something like this again. Yeah, and, and like, uh, I, I look at it as a massive fan service. It's a massive fan service. Yeah, that We've plus, I mean, I, at the same time, it's like, oh, that's cool to see Zack Snyder put out what he was going to do because I was disappointed. I enjoyed the Justice League that we got, but it was like I could tell the Frankenstein pieces of it put together. It was like I could see that Snyder. Oh, you could Justice see the editing. Part. You could totally yeah. see the editing was it was two style, two different styles of editing throughout the movie. Uh, you, I think that was my biggest takeaway from the original one that I didn't like. Uh, going into it, we were told the movie was going to be somewhere like two and a half hours two hours and 45 minutes. And then when we finally got the final product after Zack Snyder had to step away, we could see the reshoots. We saw the weird CGI in some scenes. And after, I think when the movie finished with credits, post credits, the movie was like an hour and 59 minutes. So you could take away maybe 10 minutes of that. 
and it was and i won't say it was bad it just i don't know it's hard yes yeah, just i mean aside from the time thing just story-wise didn't fit into what was created before with bbs man of steel it's just like it felt just off it like you yeah. could see the yeah. joss whedon parts of it trying to be funny and silly uh, from yeah, one scene yeah. to the next you know you cut back from one character to the next you could see one ben affleck's looks like he's gained a little weight you know just from one second to the next it's just very like a color of frankenstein film you know i was disappointed the more and more i watch it it's just like eh, i lose a little bit more well the way i look at it uh that movie is essentially retconned by this new snyder cut because this is essentially the guy who wrote man of steel he wrote Bat- batman vs superman and basically this is his third act that he finally gets to close his story i'm looking forward to it uh, I know a lot of people were not a fan of Batman vs Superman, and I think the theatrical version does have its flaws. Uh, but once you watch that Snyder director's cut, the Ultimate Edition, I think it's on HBO Max too. Uh, you really see more of a better storyline. I liked it. You see more of Clark Kent being Clark Kent doing his reporter stuff. Yeah. I know you see a lot more of why Bruce is the way he is. Obviously had a thing we won't get too much into detail on that movie but i really liked uh what his story was in bvs i thought it set up a good foundation and one thing too i also i think says speaks volumes is a lot of the actors when it was announced that snyder was getting his snyder cut you saw a lot of the actors come forward saying hey we're excited for this uh ben affleck in general was one of the main proponents out there when saying hey I'm excited. I'm so happy Zach is finally going to get to see his vision fulfilled. This is what he wanted to do. You guys are really going to be in for something different. So I think for me, that speaks that spoke volumes saying, okay, this is going to be something slightly different. Of course, you couldn't read the comment section online. You see a bunch of people, they're already shitting on it left and right. They say it's going to be more of the same. I look at it as it's going to be a different story with the same end game, same story, with the same ending, but we're gonna yeah, see a totally different telling. Yeah, of it. I've said it's the same structure of the story. Superman's gone, Darkseid, uh, Steppenwolf come to Earth to take it over, something with the mother boxes, let's beat the bad guys. So same structural format of like overall basic simple story, if you wanna explain it that way, but it's a four hour cut. It's, there's gonna be a lot oh, yeah. different. Again, going with that, we gotta talk about expectations. My expectations aren't super high. I don't have low expectations. I'm just, I want, I'm just excited to come in and see this movie. I think personally, I'm going to feel the way I did about Man of Steel, the way I felt about BBS. It's going to be the way I feel about Zack Snyder's cut. Cause like ultimately they weren't my favorite DC movies of all time, but it's just like, okay, here's Zack Snyder's vision. Here's his style. Here's the way he's doing it. Cool. You know, it's going to be some, we're going to have some cool action sequences. Cause Zack visually is a great filmmaker um story-wise it's just going to be like okay you know middle of the road where bbs man of steel lie with me personally i'm looking forward to it seems like there's going to be a huge uh character arc for clark we're going to really see him dive into maybe his psyche his emotions uh hopefully when we see him take off after he's resurrected we get i wouldn't mind seeing a big portion of that story just diving in to Clark and his Hope, his hopefully. psyche, his emotion. Uh, have you been seeing? Have you been seeing those uh, little yes. things that have been dropping? Yeah, I like want to say yesterday. 
I Thursday I saw the the like was like a thirty second trailer for Batman. Uh, yesterday Batman. they dropped the Superman Superman. one, and this morning Today. they dropped the Aquaman. Yeah, those are so cool I, to see. I like the Superman one because you see you, you see it more than you see almost in the Justice League that was oh, yeah. released. Oh yeah, but it, it looks it looks cool. I was speaking of Aquaman. One thing I saw in this morning's trailer that really stood out to me is you see Aquaman and you hear a voice of somebody giving him his mother's trident. Now, I don't remember that in the original Justice League. It wasn't his mother's trident that they gave him, right? He had, well, he didn't have a trident. It was a quindent with five points. Five, I okay. Believe, that's, that's I, what... I believe it was supposed did to they, be. Did they specify that was his mother's? I think it may have been his, uh, his mother's. Yeah, Atlanta. Okay. All right, so I want to see them touch on that. I think we'll get, and then I think we're going to get a huge uh, story, character arc building of Cyborg. I want to see more in that. Uh, well, yeah, they said from before, like Cyborg's story, he's the heart of the movie. So he's going to be a bigger piece of this this movie, for sure. I just, you know, it's a fan service. I, in a, in a way, I feel though it's a bittersweet. I've been looking forward to this for years. Uh, but the sad part for me is this might be the last time we see Henry Cavill and any type of new new type of Superman project. I don't know if they're going to bring him back. I really wish they would. Personally, I I really enjoyed his version of Superman. I thought he plays the part just as good, if not better than Christopher Reeves did. Uh, I won't say he's better. I think for the modern version of Superman, I don't think you can really get any better than that. I know they're yeah. going for they want to bring this Calvin Ellis storyline. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, 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 I haven't heard that it's specifically going to be Calvin Ellis. I just know J.J. Abrams' production, Tanahasi Coates is writing the script. That's all we have. Yeah. And uh, the rumored Michael B. Jordan, because years ago he, I guess, mentioned well, something in an interview. So. WB has doing this thing where they don't want any continuity in their DC projects, and if what they're now what they're saying is, oh well. There is continuity, but we're just doing our own multiverse thing, which is it is a real thing in DC Comics. But it kind of seems like a really cheesy scapegoat to try to get to try to get out of that. I don't know. I think so. Yeah, oh. it would be much better if they establish a world. Yeah, open up, open up the multiverse, and then they can do different offshoots. Different, then it'd be an easier transition as opposed to, hey guys, we're trying. To do Avengers first and then individuals, but it's not going the right way. Uh, we meant to do that the whole time. It's just kind of standalone stories. It's like oh, it's, uh, I think I think where they dropped the ball is they didn't. They were actively saying that they weren't going to follow the MCU, Marvel Studios, and Disney's blueprint, and they wanted to do it their own way, thinking it would be successful. And as we can see, it, they, they, the ball was completely dropped. You had a perfect blueprint right in front of you, and they elected to not go with that. But hey. That's water underneath the bridge. I'm looking forward to this project going forward. I think it's going to be Same. great. I personally, I think uh, the Batman we got in BVS, uh, I won't say it's better than Christian Bale's and Christopher Nolan's Batman. However, I really enjoyed it. I felt Zack Snyder did an incredible job as far as bringing a lot of the older version of Batman. Now, my favorite Batman story, because I'm a huge Batman fan, just like you, that's my number one. My favorite Batman story is The Dark Knight Returns. And I that's felt... Kind of, that's kind of a go-to for a lot yeah, of people's care. It's an older version of Batman. You see him, he's just an angry, pissed-off version, doesn't give a shit. He's just, he's willing to start cracking skulls. And I felt you saw a lot of that inspiration in 
uh, Ben Affleck's version of Batman where he just didn't give a shit. Uh, I know people didn't like the killing aspect, uh, but he He 100% took Frank Miller's Batman because when it was announced at that Comic-Con, they had the actor Harry Lennox who played that that, that general read exact quotes, that line of like, you're going to remember me when he's talking to, you know, Bruce Wayne talking to Clark. So 100% took it off the Frank Miller version of the Batman. Even that scene where he uh, he's holding the machine gun up after he rescues uh, Martha Kent and he's yeah. holding that gun up. There is an exact scene in that Dark Knight comics where he's holding someone up and he shoots. So I think what do they call them? The animals? I think that's what they were. Oh, what are they called? Mutants. No, they're mutants. The mutants. That's what they were. Right, they yeah, had like yeah. all sharp teeth and they had that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what they're. I remember specifically in early in that comic, he ends up shooting one of them with actually. Just to show you, I know a lot of people don't like Snyder, but the machine gun used in that movie was the exact same style machine gun that was in the comic. It was an M60 that he literally, that somebody used, and he brought it out to the big screen. I thought I thought that was a, a complete, like, Easter egg fan service there for the huge Batman fans out there. So I liked it. I think that combat scene in the warehouse where he's rescuing Martha, I, uh, you're really not going to get much better Batman combat scene in that. I think I still to this day think yeah. that was probably one of the one of my it's probably my favorite number one uh in scene of all Batman in any type of live action you'll you'll get right there. That yeah, that plus the look, he just looks straight out of the comic. Cause when I first saw the image of that new bat suit, it was that shot of like where that thing opens up where he's holding the costume and it's just the shot of the costume. Just looking at that, I think I teared up because it's just like straight out the comic. It looks amazing. And then Affleck in it and looked amazing in it. And I think the, another thing I'm really looking forward to hoping they touch on in this Justice League is the explanation of the Robin suit that we see when Bruce is walking through the cave and he looks at that Robin suit and he sees it spray painted, ha, 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 jokes on you, Batman. And so it, Zach teases that there is a Robin in this universe he is dead, may not be dead. There was some fan theory years ago saying that actually Batman killed the Joker and that Robin turned into the Joker kind of. But I know that goes back to the whole storyline from Batman Beyond. Everybody liked that one. So I saw how it could be feasible, but I just can't see Jared, Lo- Jared, Jared Leto being a former Robin turned Joker. That seems a little no. quirky. Yeah, it was a theory. But um, so, yeah, they do explain that there should be more in the nightmare sequence. And there's going to be mention of the, the, the Robin history with the Joker and Batman. I really wanted to hear that because uh, we've talked about this in person, how about the original Ben Affleck storyline for his Batman version. His Batman film was going to be a Red Hood story arc, which is why we saw Deathstroke in the post credit scene in uh justice league oh, maybe, maybe that might have been a what do they call it the the unjustice league or i can't remember what they call themselves uh, it wasn't going to be it wasn't going to be the legion of doom that would have i, I would actually would have preferred that if they would have said we're the legion of doom yeah. uh but i think if i remember right the lex Injustice. didn't have any lex didn't the injustice league that's right if i remember lex didn't have any affiliation with the injustice because or with uh the legion of doom because i think him and vandal savage had like they always beefed with each other right they didn't really like each other i can't recall ever seeing a story arc where vandal savage and luke had luke, uh luke excuse me lex. lex lex were working together not that i know which i'll be cool pretty cool if you did see vandal savage that's all one of my favorite dc villains uh 
All right, man. Anything else you got to add? Uh, looking more forward to it, seeing this whole deal about rumors about the possible Green Lantern in there. Uh, yeah, so, and then we do know, well, it has been oh, confirmed that there is a Green Lantern Corps show coming to HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, there is rumor that there is going to be some type of Green Lantern in this film, more than what we saw in that one little ancient battle scene so i wanted i do i also want to see that as well uh, i i think yeah. we're going to see a lot of fan service in this we're going to see a lot of story arcs that he might want to add in if at this point i think signer really doesn't give a shit because he knows he's this might be his last project so i think he's really not pulling any punches and you know and even if it's just hey you're gonna give me one scene of granny goodness hey that's fine i'll take it i've never seen granny goodness on the big screen i want to see that it surprising yeah, I, want, to I want to see the, I think, what are they call The Female Furies? Granny's Furies? Female Furies? I haven't seen or heard anything about them. I wouldn't mind seeing that. If I see Barda, I'll get pretty excited. Uh, I've always been a fan of that. I think you've probably seen this one numerous times. There's an animated film, uh, Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, where we uh, see what, yeah. where Wonder Woman and Big Barda are fighting the Furies. And that that, that was just badass right there. I, I still, it's that's one of my favorite at all. And I think what we'll see in this version uh, i liked i always liked the way Zack snyder presented his version of uh, wonder woman she always we saw in bvs she was a more ruthless type which there, i mean there's a lot of people there's two versions if you ask me of wonder woman on the big screen patty jenkins her version seemed a little bit more not passive uh but a little bit more caring and nurturing type mindset versus what we see Wonder, Wonder Woman in BVS and even in hints of uh, Justice League, where she's more of that ruthless type. She's just, she doesn't mind just going to yeah, town. They made her not so much, not just uncaring, but that, that storyline. Warrior, like, warrior I, type. I turned, I, I turned my back on man a hundred years ago. It was just like, that's not really the character of Wonder Woman. But that's the Snyder version. Um, I prefer what Patty Jenkins did, uh, making her more towards because of BVS, I started reading more Wonder Woman comics. Patty Jenkins goes more along the like the actual history and character of Wonder Woman being more caring and loving. And I'd say uh, Golden Age. If you go back to like the seventies and eighties versions of Wonder Woman, the way they call it the Golden Age, she was very, you know. Even, even now, the the modern comics is what I've been reading. So. All right, now is it because DC gets a little quirky? So after Flashpoint, they launched that that new 52 the new 52 series which characters weren't necessarily rewritten but some of the personality traits kind of changed a little bit in some of them and it then was more so as introduction to new readers that were coming in showing you a new version of like how these characters met came along each other's path become the justice league or a different take on the origin story really. now was it wasn't there some storyline altering event in DC that ended the new 52? Because essentially was it every was every character supposed to get 52 issues and then they switch it? Yeah, they worked something like that. I don't remember what the timeline changing event. Oh, you know what? It may have been what was it? it? May have been the doomsday clock. I know it was recently, it was like in the last two or three called, years. It was, I don't know. It was called it was called rebirth, maybe about eight years that's, ago. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what I, it was. It's exactly what it was. That's when I came into this world just before the rebirth uh started. Um, where they included, I guess they brought Watchmen into the DC universe yeah. and made 
I think that's what I was right. Dr. Manhattan did something where he like basically he did his own version of a Thanos snap and he kind of yeah, just reset everything. Something to do with it. Yeah. Shit. You know what? We could talk about this damn this this shit all day. Uh all right. I think we'll <laughs> I think we'll call it a wraps after that. Thank you for coming on. Uh, I'm looking forward to everything. And uh, the goal, let's go ahead and start launching these. I would hope we could do this weekly, bi-weekly, or at least once a month. We got a lot coming forward in the next couple of weeks, uh, next couple of months. And even, shit, you could say even a year from now, a year from now, actually, I think is when that Doctor Strange 2 is going to drop. So we'll hopefully get some closure or we'll get something that talks about WandaVision. Uh, but real quick, before I go. We want to find out what's happening with Vision, but when you look at the MCU slate, apart from Doctor Strange and Spider-Man, we're not really hearing too much about any of our normal MCU characters. So it's gonna yeah, it's gonna be really so interesting to see a lot of what happening what happens with a lot of these characters. Uh, we I look at it more as I'm more entertained and looking forward to. The older characters from the MCU, like your Falcon, Winter Soldier, Wanda, I'm not really hyped about any of these new storylines they're bringing forward. Now, I'm sure they will deliver, but I think that's going to be the challenge for Disney and the MCU is finding your characters like your your new Iron Man, your new Captain America to really carry the franchise forward. Exactly. Yeah, because if I don't know about you, but going back 2007, 2008, just before Iron Man. I knew of Iron Man, of Captain America, of Thor, but I knew nothing of them because I've always been more of a DC same. character side of it. These movies brought me into this world and made me love these characters. So same with moving forward, like uh, Chang-Chi, the Eternals, and whatever else is on the slate. It's like, I'm not too familiar with these characters, but I've trusted Marvel this far and they haven't let me down. So let's... I think what's going to happen is in the next whenever they do do another avengers movie we're going to see it be very space based space based uh when when you think of what when you look at what's coming forward in future projects we have guardians of the galaxy they're in space thor is with the guardians we know his movie is going to be in space shang chi eternals these are all going to be they all appear to be very space space based uh, so maybe we'll see some Adam Warlock or something going forward in the future, or maybe they'll well, touch they on the Titans and we'll see more. We can get like a backstory as far as Thanos's upbringing when they start to touch on that. Cause as we know, that Thanos is a Titan, but he also had a series of siblings who were completely, they were not bad. They were all, they're all good except for him. Uh, maybe we'll get that. I think if I remember, I heard on some other podcasts, uh, that the Eternal, there are certain members of the Eternals that tie into Thanos's backstory. So maybe they'll touch on that going forward. Uh, and then even if you open up this multiverse with Doctor Strange, you could essentially open up portals to the to some other space universe. Uh, and then I think in December, Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be tied into the multiverse. Now they're saying there's no chance that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to be in this movie. I don't know. I think they're joshing us. I think they're pulling our leg. But I would hope to see it. But after this past week, I don't want to get too excited because fanboy theories tend to be a letdown when it doesn't happen. Yeah, expectations start shooting up way higher and like you get let down so bad. (laughs) But yeah, uh, the Spider-Man thing, like I've heard. A while back that uh what's his face jamie fox coming back as electro yeah uh, and we got the Alfred guy who 
Alfred Molina as Doc Ock again. It's like, so you're bringing back an Andrew Garfield universe character, a Tobey Maguire character, but you're not going to bring these two guys in. It's like, but, you know, I, Hey, we, we, them, but we got we, let down with the, we the, just saw Quicksilver from X-Men. So Quicksilver. I don't, I think any, I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I don't trust Kevin Feige anymore. You really got me. So, uh, all right, sir. Thank you for joining real quick. One last time. What is your former YouTube page? Let's see if we can get some more, some more uploads on that. Get it going again. What is it? Plug it one more time. If you're interested, Nerdy Entertainment Syndicate on YouTube, a bunch of videos. All right. If anyone's listening, check it out. You might find something from two or three years ago that, you know, you might have a question about a movie or something that happened a couple years ago. And there you go. So check them out. Nerdy Entertainer Syndicate on YouTube. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Look forward to doing this. Had a great time. We'll continue this again in the future. Thanks for having me on, man. Later, bro. Yeah.